0: Inside the Game brought to you by Raider Media. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Game brought to you by Raider Media as we continue covering the 2019 Dakar Rally. It's just gone past midnight here in Arequipa in Peru. We're sitting in our hotel room. We got here about two hours ago from the bivouac. It's been a very, very late night. Uh, myself and Von- Valdu van der Waal, the only guys here for the podcast for the evening, we've got uh, our colleague Raymond Herbst uh, busy on working on the TV show, which will air in a couple of hours' time on Supersport. Uh, but it has been a very, very late night for all concerned. Uh, involved with the race, uh, particularly for those involved with Toyota Gazoo. Racing South Africa, it's been a very, very bittersweet day for the team. Nasser Attiyah has taken the overall lead, that's great news, but the bad news and the biggest of all is the fact that Janil de Villiers uh, suffered some massive uh, damage to his car. As a result, it looks as if uh, he won't be winning the Dakar this year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, heartbreaking news,
1: devastating news, and we found out about it uh, earlier today. Waldir van der Waal, man, what a bummer. Well, good morning, Derek. Yeah, it's a it's a massive disappointment for the team. Um, and I think even bigger for, for Janil, because he was so positive going into this race, together with uh, navigator Dirk von Zitzewitz. Um, I can't begin to imagine what went through their heads on that massive drive from the end of the stage all the way to Arequipa, which must have kept them busy for four or five hours, plenty of time to mull over what went wrong and what could have been.
0: explain exactly what took place. In fact, before you do, I'll get uh, Janil to do it himself because we did have a crew out there in the middle of the desert and uh, they managed to find him um, while he was trying to sort out his car. So this is what he had to say. Uh When they found him having a look uh, at the Hylax,
2: it looked like some uh, oil pipe or something is came off or is broken um, because there's a lot of engine where we lost we lost oil pressure and um, obviously you have to stop if the engine has not got oil it it won't run so uh we're just trying to see I can't see anything from here, but um we'll try and look and see if we can find uh, find the problem
1: yeah derek i think what what he didn't really say there is why what happened you know it's it's all fine and well to say there's no more oil in the engine but something must have caused it and it later turns out now that uh, we've had comms with uh, with Janil himself that he was following a quad bike through very thick um, dust the the fine dust known as fish fish uh, which makes it almost impossible for 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 the driver to see where he's going and as we heard from some of the other guys, the, the danger in the fish fesh is that you, you've got to keep your speed because the guys behind you can't see either. So if you slack off too much, then you stand the chance of someone running into the back of you. So you've got to try and keep going through the fish fesh And obviously, if you can't see where you're going, there's always the danger of hitting something. And that's exactly what happened to Janil. Made contact with a, with a big rock. By all accounts, he was going at a fair clip when it happened. Um fair clip enough to actually break the massively thick sump guard on the Hilux um, and then cause further damage to the engine from there. Um, it, it kept on running for quite a long time after that, which is testament to, to the reliability of a Hilux. But eventually the oil ran out and the oil pressure warnings came on and they had no choice to stop and, and see what they could do.
0: I think what a lot of people don't realize is just how massive this race is from a scale's perspective. Uh, I know we've got camera crew everywhere, we covering the race ourselves. uh, But despite all of that, it's hard to find out exact details at any given moment. So you and I were traveling along the road with Hannes Fisser and Raymond. And, oh man, it it was so crap to, to hear the words as you were following it on your phone. And you said those... Very sad couple of words. We're in trouble, boys. Uh, and you let us know exactly what happened. So, uh, And as the news has broken throughout the day, more info has filtered through. And a little while ago, you heard a bit more about it. And it turned out Janil was in an incredibly good position when this happened.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It already started making up ground. Um, it passed Nani Roma on the timing sheets. And you really only had Sebastian Loeb ahead of him to catch um, when, when this incident happened. Um, what what I also find very interesting about it is how the information actually got to us. Because as you were saying, you know, it's difficult, bits and pieces, there's no coverage. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. And in this particular case, it was uh, Dirk von Zitzewitz who got hold of one of his colleagues in Germany, of all places. And he then sent to WhatsApp to me. And, and from there, we started informing the rest of the team of what's going on. So. It really is difficult to come by information. Ironically, sometimes people much further away from the race know before we do. And it was funny,
0: in a bad way though, when we heard the news. And because there's so little info about it, we're really holding thumbs that it was all incorrect. And despite the fact that we knew in the back of our minds that this was definitely the truth. I mean, we tried to look at all the info that we could find. Nothing was being reported on about it. And we were happy from that side of things, but of course, it eventually materialized. So, yeah, and you and I were discussing how if we go and look back at reports over the years, not just necessarily from the team, but from other teams as well, I can go back and think from one day I can say it was a magnificent day and then I look at my script from the next day from delight to despair and it just goes to show that it is the world's toughest race.
1: And, I mean, anything can happen... Over the course of a day, well, it absolutely is an emotional roller coaster. Um, certainly for the teams, but also for us. They are close to the race that are just following it, and whether it's our own team, which is obviously close to home, or whether it's anyone else, it really does cause the emotions to go up and down, much like the Peruvian dunes. And you really can't tell what's going to happen next. Um, tomorrow we see the marathon stages coming. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more, but th- there's still a lot of action to come in this race.
0: Yeah, there certainly is. And, and there is good news in the fact, well, from the team's perspective in the fact that they too have uh, two very competitive cars still out there. Janiels certainly will be competitive but unfortunately his position means now that uh, a win looks uh, well beyond his control. But uh, Glyn Hall, the team principal, chatted uh, to me uh, shortly after we got to the bivouac. Um, Only Nasser, Latia and Dwen Brinker had arrived. We were still waiting for Janil to come through. But uh, this is what Glyn had to say in the midst of uh, the drama that had unfolded over the course of the day.
3: The good news is he's finished the stage. I think he lost four hours. Uh, it's really important that he finishes the stage to finish to uh, help support the rest of the team. It's so unfortunate for him, but uh, let's look at, at the rest of the team. Nasser Lethir, wow, jeez, uh, another great performance. Yeah, what a fantastic day. And uh, as, I, as Nasser came to the finish, we were there, and he got out and he came over to me and he said, I gave everything today, I'm exhausted. And for Nasser to say that, you must know uh, it was really difficult. He said he didn't push to the maximum, but he led the uh, the stage most of the day, eventually finishing second, second to Stefan, I think three minutes down, not sure, but had a puncture very close to the end in the v- fesh-fesh stand, and uh, he said it was a massive bang. So the car's okay. He survived. They obviously had to stop and change the, the puncture, but uh, what a drive. Fantastic today. And uh, let's go on to the third uh, group, Bernhardt and Brinker. Yeah, Bernard uh, started really strongly. Uh, I mean, this morning we were at a road crossing at 40 k's in and I mean to see all our cars really up there and the next minute uh, we saw Bernard lost six minutes. We didn't know what had happened till the end of the stage and uh, he hit uh, a ditch, unmarked ditch on the road book and uh, they Ploughed into it, he said he just accelerated flat out, jumped out of it, and then when he landed uh, beached on the other side, tyre off the rim and some damage to the suspension, but they put a new wheel on and drove the car to the end of the stage. The rest of the time loss, unfortunately, was a 15-minute navigation error, so Bernard lost uh, 20 minutes to Stefan, who won the stage today.
0: Pertinent words there from Glenn Hall, and he spoke about how exhausted Nasser Latia was afterwards. He really did give us all out in the dunes. And, Vold, you and I have spent plenty of time with Nassau. I don't think I've seen him look this buggered as he did uh, coming back into the bivouac.
1: Absolutely. I saw him uh, shortly after getting out of the car. He had a quick shower in the motorhome, and then he had a dinner. Um, and usually he's up and, and about very quickly, walking around, checking at the car and so on, and this evening he was just sat in the corner, and when I went to call him for an interview, he said, please, please, my friend, just give me a moment to have my tea, and that's not the NASA that we know, so um, he, he obviously put a lot of effort into today's stage. So,
0: despite the disappointment of Janil's uh, end uh, of, of the stage, uh, Nasa Latia leading the Dakar, and that means that Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa has led overall each day after every stage so far. Early days, but it's a nice silver lining to a pretty dark cloud uh, following today's
1: events. Yeah, but you have to to remember that it's not just our team that had a tough day out there. I mean, Carlos Sainz ran into the same ditch that, uh, that Bernard was speaking about earlier or that Glenn was telling us about. That Bernard only just managed to clear. Um, and, and the former Dakar winner, the king of Spain, as he's called colloquially, he failed to clear the ditch. Uh, it damaged the front wheel on his Mini severely and he lost the best part of four hours on today's stage. You know, so it's not just us that have the, the bad luck every now and again. It can happen to anyone and there's still a lot of uh, racing left to come. So who knows what's going to happen in this race?
0: And I said that we working past midnight uh, from our side. The, the the media crew following the the Dakol, the team from Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa, but of course our work pales in comparison to the work that is currently underway and being conducted by the mechanics and the engineers and the technical crew involved, because they are going to be working throughout the night. And uh, also I caught up with the Chief Mechanic for Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa, Vimpy, And uh, he had this to say uh, following again uh, all the drama that, that took place uh, in Peru today.
2: Well, it was a long day and a tough stage today, you know. It's, um, we didn't think it's going to be so tough. But uh, Nasha pushed through, he looked after the car. He, and uh, it, for every service, road service we, used, we had, he just passed us. So that, that showed that the car was good on our pace. He pushed hard to get some more gap on uh, Stefan but uh, Stefan pushed uh, a little bit harder but we're in a good position for tomorrow and for the marathon so uh, we're still leading the race and uh, he said the car very good.
0: And uh, heartbreaking for Janil. I mean uh, it's a very bittersweet day for you guys. NASA on top overall. Janil now it looks like his Dakar done as far as winning is concerned. Now he's going to be playing a role as a support car.
2: Yes, it's a real heartbreaking for us South Africans to have our South African guy having a bit of car trouble today. And um, so now, now he, he can still push the race. It's not finished yet for him. Um, he can be the number two for NASA and for Tim carry some parts, and then we'll see. Maybe the race will come to him. We never know.
0: Set the scene now for the listeners back home. I mean, we're in the bivouac. It's now what just gone past after eight o'clock at night. And, I mean, you haven't started working yet. Well, there are two cars here. Janiel's is going to get in much later, but you've also got the support trucks uh, with everything as well. So, I mean, work will only begin in a a couple of hours for you guys.
2: Well, yeah, we left early this morning at five o'clock, you know, got up and get the cars ready. And we've been on the road the whole day. We um, are one of the part of the first service crew, assistance cars, following the race cars, just got here with one toolbox. We've got our uh, number three truck, that has got all the bags and stuff in and all the drinks. And the other two trucks are still on the road. They'll be another four to five hours. I don't know, we'll have to see, but the traffic is hectic out there. And uh, all three cars are here with some skeleton stuff and maybe three toolboxes. So um, it's gonna be a long night and a tough night, and we're gonna have to push straight through to get the cars ready for tomorrow morning.
0: Now, tomorrow you've got the marathon stage, which is great for you guys because theoretically it's it's a day off. Tell us a bit more how exactly the marathon stage works.
2: Yeah, well, it's a small rest day for us, but a big stressful day for us tomorrow. You know, you're sitting this side, you don't know what's happening with the cars. Um, the marathon stage, regarding that, is the cars go to a stage, do a stage, no service. We've got to bolt some parts to the cars and a lot of stuff to the cars for them to be able to service the cars. They're going to have to refuel them and then uh, look after their babies themselves for one night. And then uh, they'll be back the next day faster than see what they've done.
0: Well, good luck tonight. I reckon uh, what time you think you're going to sleep?
2: I don't think we're going to go to sleep at all tonight. Uh, it will be straight through tomorrow morning. I'm sure it will be an early start for those guys. I think they're opening the road, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, so we'll see. Straight through interesting that he said
0: that tomorrow, the marathon stage, the fact that he won't be involved, makes it even more stressful for them because they don't know how bad the cars are going to get da-
1: damaged and they won't be able to rectify them tomorrow evening. Now, I think it's very frustrating for the service crews to sit in the in the bivouac here in Arequipa while the cars go racing off to Tacna, which is quite a long way away. And so much can happen in a day. We saw today the damage that was caused. And to, to leave it in the hands of the guys who are definitely not qualified to repair them, must be extremely frustrating for the service crews. And I think they worry a lot about it. And also frustrating
0: from our side, from the media guys, because uh, interesting turn of developments for tomorrow uh, regarding us. Now, we've been four guys covering this race start to finish. We did the exact same thing
1: last year, myself, Valdu, Hannes, Ray. Uh, But tomorrow we're going to be split up a little bit, Valdu. Yeah, the the organizers have decided that for some odd reason I am a bit too close to the team, and I've been blacklisted from visiting the town of Tacna. so I'm not allowed to go up there for the for the marathon stage, which leaves the three of you in charge of the, that operation. Um, well, it gives me the opportunity to cover things over here and maybe spend an extra day in the same hotel, which is very welcome at this point. Yeah, it's a stunning hotel, but I mean, geez, that was funny. We. When we had planned this whole thing, we've got hotels ra-
0: waiting for us over in Tacna. And uh, yeah, we fully expected to hit the ground running early tomorrow morning, go to this town that we've never visited before. Um, and it looks pretty welcoming, it looks pretty cool. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah, you were told expressively by the organizers, you are blacklisted from the uh, town of Tacna. And I can just picture the scene. I thought, yeah, imagine if we were to arrive at Tacna and there's a big sign outside with a couple of faces,
1: including yours. Yeah. A big black cross over it saying, you're not you're welcome here. <laughs> stay out of our town. Well, what is, what is interesting is um, that the, the, the mechanics have to work quite hard on the rest day, which is coming up after Tacna. Um, so the, the crews race away tomorrow and then they come back. And then it's the rest day in the Bivouac back here in Arequipa. And when people hear rest day, it usually you know, conjures up images of pina coladas next to the pool. But the reality is that the mechanics have a hell of a day ahead of them on the rest day. Um, and so maybe it's almost a, a nice rest day for them tomorrow if they can get the, the uh, mentality right and relax about it because it's out of their hands. It's not a very physical day for them. So maybe they need to think about that as their rest day. And then when the rest day for the crews come around, they're back at the job. And I'll tell you what, there were cities to be and to
0: experience a rest day because now we'll be spending, uh, well, you'll be spending four days here in Arequipa. We'll be spending three because we'll have to go visit Tacna tomorrow, which uh, is going to be an exciting prospect. But uh, yeah, Arequipa, uh, we don't usually spend this amount of time in one city. In fact, the fact that we even had two nights in a few cities and are expecting a few more double-ups uh, along the way as we make our return to Lima, um, that was most welcome. So four nights is very,
1: very rare. Absolutely rare, but also a very good opportunity to get some laundry done, which is also very, very welcoming on the dustiest race in the world. So um, I'm sure um, we'll we'll um, punish this place's uh, laundry service tomorrow and, um, and get ourselves set up for the second half of the race. Oh, thanks for reminding me. I actually need to get all of that sorted. Then we'll be dumping it all in your room because you're going to be here. Uh,
0: uh, enjoy the laundry... Uh admin that comes with it. it it can't be too much fun uh, but you know, you, you'll be thinking of us as we're making our 400 kilometer
1: journey over to Tacna for this marathon stage how, how do you see it going oh I worry about the marathon stages every year I actually get more and more gray hair and this is why I look the way I do which is quite bad for a 26 year old but um, I, I do think that uh, Nasser has the right mentality for it he's proven himself in the past he's he's a wily old fox and he's able to go at the right pace um, and not get wound up in the competition too much so he's got to go at his own pace and I think he has the experience now to do that um, I think Bernard is in exactly the same mental state um, he, he'll he'll go at his own pace and make sure that the car gets there and back in one piece and then of course now with Janil out of the running for overall victory um, he could be a very handy uh, support driver for the other two guys so they might the low DC car with a couple more parts um, and equipment that they might need for servicing and so on. So, I think overall the team's probably in good shape for the for the marathon stage.
0: Yeah, very much so. So, uh, a disappointing day as far as Janil Davilius is concerned. As mentioned, delight for NASA Alatier is now climbed to the top of the standings despite Mr. Dakar Stefan Pedahansel. Winning the stage, Shwadokazu Racing South Africa still very much in the running to claim their first ever victory at the Dakar Rally 2019. We've got wheels up uh, just after 6am, so that's in about, what, five hours' time. I'm going to go let you get some
1: sleep, uh, although I don't think you really need it, given the fact that you're going to be lazing around the hotel all day tomorrow. Oh, I wish. I've got to unfortunately follow the story from this end, and I'll be spending the day in the dusty bivouac on Glenn Hall's tail and um, listening in and looking in at what he does and what the mechanics get up to while they follow the race remotely. We're going to miss you. I won't believe you.
0: (laughs) Well, then you won't be on the the podcast tomorrow night, but uh, how about this? How about we get Raymond Hapster involved for the first time, the man who does the magic behind the camera?
1: He's looking a little bit grumpy at the moment and pale as well, but I do think it's because it's well after midnight and he's still got a bit of work to do. Maybe with a glass of wine tomorrow night you will be on the podcast.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. You may see my face in front of the camera uh, for the Super Sports Show, but uh, Raymond really does do all the hard graft behind it. It's an incredible task, putting together 10 minutes uh, of the show every single night after all the work, and he does it uh, with a smile on his face most of the time although they shaking his head right now because he really wants that bed uh, yeah you remember you can catch uh, the broadcasts of the Sean Supersport at 20 past 10 every evening covering the adventures uh, of Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa and that will be followed by the official Dakar Rally Show from Peru
1: Good night, Valdi sleep well uh, we'll see you back in Araquipe in a day's time uh, lovely just a quick reminder to the listeners as well there is an opportunity to subscribe to this podcast so if you haven't done so yet do it and then, um, well, you'll miss me tomorrow, but I'll catch up with you once the crew's back in Arequipa. Lovely. Enjoy your stay here while we enjoy Tacna.
0: Thanks for listening to Inside the Game.
2: Brought to you by Raider Media.